G'day, my name's Martin Murray and you're listening to the In The Paddock podcast, where we talk all things farming. G'day and welcome to another Wednesday Tech Talk. I just want to start today by saying a special shout out to our Finnish listeners. Uh, When I started this podcast, I realised it was a real niche within a niche, not just, you know, ag in Australia, but agronomy in Australia. And um, basically, I... Yeah, never expected to get too many listeners or uh, have too much of a variety of listeners. So I was really rolled for six when I got an email last Friday with the uh, weekly um, uh, ranking updates, which said that we were number two for our category in Finland. And that blew me away um, because I'd never thought we'd be over there. We also rank, you know, regularly quite well in Australia, obviously. And over in South Africa, we get a bit of a run over there and occasionally in the States. They're sort of the main ones, but Finland, that took me by surprise and uh, glad you guys are enjoying it. And also, we've just cracked 14,000 listens, so thanks to everyone for listening in and enjoying the show. Now, today we'll be talking about sulphur, again, creatively bankrupt, just rolling through the macros. And um, yeah, it's the next one after potassium, so NPKS. Sulfur is your other major nutrient that you uh, that you need for um, for plant growth, as it is essential for helping to form amino acids. In particular, there's three key ones that will contain ninety percent of the sulfur that is found in plants. In addition to that, it's also required for protein synthesis. Uh, helping with nodulation, uh, photosynthesis, it helps with chlorophyll production and also can increase the oil content in uh, brassicas. So you tend to find that your main crops that are really responsive to good level of uh, uh, sulphur are your legumes and your brassicas. Brassicas really chase that high oil content and your legumes helps with that nodulation therefore increases the amount of nitrogen fixation and increases the amount of plant growth. It's funny, our soils up in my particular area, we're very low in in sulphur. And you get a lot of fellas say, oh, look, you, you know, this, this country needs gypsum. It really needs gypsum, just really helps the soil health. And really, it's not so much the gypsum that it needs because we're not in sodic country. We don't need to improve that soil structure. We've got lovely, lovely soft black soil. What we are getting out of that gypsum is the sulphur. Uh, gypsum contains massive amounts of sulphur, and that's where you're really seeing your responses, particularly in your pastures. So you've, you've gone over, you've put out a bit of gypsum, and you just see those uh, legumes just come away. And we're also deficient in pea, so, you know, for your pasture country, super phosphate, you can't go wrong. Uh, P and S in the one hit. So how do you know if you're deficient in sulphur? Well, the easiest way to tell is with a soil test. If you're going a bit past that, there are a few other key plant signs that you can look for that will give you a bit of an indication. One of them will be really low oil content on a canola crop, as sulphur helps with oil production. If you've got that low oil content, you've probably got low levels of sulphur. Ah, that's, that's one of the key indicators. Another indicator is under the leaves look a little bit reddish in your brassicas. And uh, nodules on legumes may be small and stunted, but there's a range of factors that can cause that. So the easiest way to really tell is with a soil test 
or a leaf analysis. You can do that as well and that'll give you a bit of an idea if those plants are sulfur deficient or any other nutrient deficiency they may have. How do we go about correcting that? Well, depends on the situation you're in and what you've got access to. As I said earlier, there's superphosphate, which is phosphorus and sulfur. You can go a elemental sulfur, uh, which is like a 90% sulfur product, and that'll break down over a period of time. So you put that on at a fairly high rate, and over a period of about five years or so, it breaks down in the soil and becomes plant available. Uh, another way you could go about it is ammonium sulfate. Uh, you know, the stuff you, you put in your spray tank. You can get it as a prill or you can get it, you know, similar to the stuff you get in the spray tank and you spread it over your paddock. And uh, that will increase the amount of sulfur and nitrogen there in your paddock. So there's a few ways that you can go around fixing a deficiency. And the other thing I should mention is if you do have a grazing brassica, Something you need to be aware of is that if you have too much sulphur, you can get some animal health issues. My animal health knowledge is a bit sketchy at best, so you're best off talking to a nutritionist or a vet or something like that as to what those critical levels are. You can also get nitrate poisoning in your brassicas too, but um, yeah, it's also a concern and something that you may want to look at. Um, if you are looking at including them in your grazing rotation. So anyway, once again, big shout out and a big thanks to all my listeners, particularly those guys in Finland. Again, just chuffed to see that we were ranking so high over there. And uh, yeah, until next time, keep at it.